Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Monday, January 29th. Coming up, we'll talk with Missouri Governor Mike Parson about what he hopes to accomplish during his last term in office. But first, some headlines. The Kansas City Chiefs are headed to the Super Bowl again after beating the Baltimore Ravens yesterday in the AFC Championship. Greg Eklund reports for KCUR. The Kansas City Chiefs scored on their opening drive with a touchdown pass from quarterback Patrick Mahomes to tight end Travis Kelsey and never trailed in the game. With that duel advancing to each of the four Super Bowls in this stretch, Chiefs coach Andy Reid says he appreciates their leadership of this squad. You've got to bring it every week. And so, um, again, to be in this position, that tells you a little bit of something about the mental makeup of this football team. The Chiefs won in their sixth straight AFC championship and on the road for the first time. The Chiefs' defense forced three turnovers against the Ravens, which proved to be crucial. KCUR's Salisa Kalakal was watching the game in Kansas City with Chiefs fans. Here's what they had to say. That was the moment fans at Jim's Alley Bar knew the Chiefs were bound for the Super Bowl. Landon Nichols was one of those fans. He said the team pulled out a great win. We are in the best era of football right now for Kansas City, and it's unbelievable. Die-hard fan Joey Beam has cheered for the Chiefs even during their losing seasons. We've now won two Super Bowls, gone to three, and uh, now we're going to another one. So let's let's win another one. This marks the fourth AFC Championship win for quarterback Patrick Mahomes. We'll be back after this. This podcast is looking for good deals on great food, but sometimes we need to grab a bite late at night. What are some of your favorite late night happy hours in the KC Metro? Text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816-601-4777. Standard texting rates apply. In Missouri Governor Mike Parson's final State of the State address, he outlined his major priorities for his last year in office, including increasing funding for schools, improving access to child care and broadband, and expanding I-70. Parson spoke with KCUR's Steve Kraske about being a private citizen again and whether Missouri will pitch in to revamp Kansas City's baseball and football stadiums. Here's part of their conversation. Is serving as governor as cool of a job as I think it would be? Well, yes, I would say yes, but uh, it's no cakewalk. Uh, (laughs) One of the things, I'm always honored to be the governor. I mean, there's lots of great things you get to do, the travel and the plane to be able to have at your disposal, uh, security and a lot of different things. Getting into a Chiefs game is a lot more fun when you're governor (laughs) than it is when when you're a regular fan like I used to be. But it is also takes away 
your normal life totally. And, and I mean, you have to understand that when you take this job on that you you are going to sacrifice a great deal when it comes to family time sure. and just personal time. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the issues uh, you mentioned during your State of the State address this week. You talked a lot about boosting the number of child care slots across the state. Explain what that issue is and why more child care access has become such an important issue in Missouri. I, I think one is just demand on the workforce. I mean, just the idea, there's just a lot of people in the workforce right now. And maybe where you used to have grandparents who'd come in and help with the children or somebody else, you realize that the, they're working too. Both sides of, of the families are working. And it's become a tremendous shortage. We only have about 39% of capable daycare centers. 39% of our children have an opportunity to go to a mm. center, a daycare center in the state of Missouri. So that you're, you're talking almost 70% of the kids don't have a place to go or 60% don't have a place to go. So that means that somebody's not going to go to work, they're going to have to stay at home or any other thing that might happen. And at the end of the day, that's probably helping families uh, as about the best we can is to help them with their children. And then I think you help the businesses by keeping people at work. And then that all translates to the economy at the end of the day. You've also proposed adding about $120 million to the state education funding formula. This obviously also pertains to our children. Why is that money needed, Governor? Well, look, I, I mean, you got to figure out ways to educate the kids. And it's just, I mean, expenses do go up and just like they do for anybody else. But I think being able to fully fund the formula uh, ever since I've been governor, every year we've been able to do that to a total of $700 million since I've been governor. And then to fully fund transportation, uh, Steve, I'm just, I'm just a big fan. I, I don't care whether it's public, charter, private, Christian. Look, whatever it takes to get a kid a quality education, I don't care how they get it. I just want them to get one because I think that's the real secret to change in society. If you want to do something about crime and health care and all the different things, you got to give a kid an education. We got to figure out how to get that done. Does that $120 million fully fund the formula if that gets passed? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fully funded. And like I said, transportation's on top of that. Yeah. So, You're um, also making a significant investment in broadband infrastructure. You're looking at $1.5 billion in this area. A lot of us here in the big city don't understand what a problem this is for some rural Missourians, Governor. How would you describe that issue? Well, if, if you can imagine, anybody can imagine today's time with as much presence as we have on iPhones and social media and all the things we do. Just imagine you don't have that service uh, that you're going to be able to. You can't get on the Internet. You can't do your business. You can't do your books. You know, the one point billion was such an influence or going to have such an effect on our state. I'm going to say in five years, we should be very close, if not having everybody in this state with a quality broadband access. Mm -hmm. In five years' time, I mean that's how, that's how big that that 1.5 billion is, and again, you know what though, Steve, I, I travel the state all over, but you can go right on the outskirts of Kansas City, St. Louis. And you'll have the same problems that somebody right. does plumb up in northern Missouri. Right. You got some praise from Democrats for some of the initiatives you outlined uh, this week. Does that make you nervous? <laughs> no, well, no. Uh, you know, uh, good point, though. You know, somebody, there's always somebody who wants to make an issue of that sometimes. Look, when I became governor, 
Steve, I, I really, we sit in this very office where I'm talking to you now from and said, we didn't promise nobody nothing. We didn't know we was going to be governor. So what are the things that we can do to really change the needle in the state and put politics to the side? What are those things? And of course, naturally, we decide on infrastructure and workforce development. I've always felt like you need to find a common ground with the Democrat side of the aisle on the things you could agree on. There will be things that we will never agree on, that we will be passionate about not agreeing on. But the, but I always think being a good legislator, being a good statesman, is trying to figure out where's the common ground at and how do you move it forward that is really best for the people of Missouri. And I feel like we've had a, a good relationship with that side of the aisle to move some of the things forward. Well, speaking of statesmanship, I need to ask, uh, as we're talking here today, the state Senate appears to be imploding in this factional fight between more traditional Republicans and those who are from the far right side of the party. How concerned are you about this as the session gets underway? How big a threat does this pose to you getting your agenda through? I don't think anybody in Missouri wants to see Washington-style politics here in Missouri. I mean, as different politically we are on each side of the aisle, most of the time people find common ground and everything. I, I think some of the things we're seeing right now, frankly, I wish everybody would remember the first day they come into this chamber, whether you're a senator, representative, or governor, and remember how humbled you were to come here and how it was all about treating, representing people back home. And then when you get up here and you put on a suit and you wind and dine and you think you're somebody a little more important than what you are, you know, that creates these problems because I will guarantee you none of these people go back home in their districts and act the way they act in Jeff City. Has it reached a point, Governor, where you feel the need to step in yourself and try to calm the waters there? You know, I firmly believe in the democracy of the way the Constitution is set up, and, and this is the executive branch, and there's a reason they're separated from the legislative branch. Um, yeah, I wish I could go down there and just tell them what I want done and what I need to do and, and them do it. But there's a reason we're separated. So I, I always respect that idea from this job. Uh, I mean, if, if it got to the point where, let's just say, we wasn't going to get the budget done and we know constitutionally you got to do that. Yeah, I would step in and say, OK, wait a minute, you got to do this. But their day by day operations is probably not where I need to be. One of the Republicans involved in this dispute, one of the far-right Republicans, is State Senator Bill Igel from St. Charles County. He was upset after your speech that you didn't devote any time to making it more difficult to pass constitutional amendments in the state at a time when the abortion rights crowd is seeking to get an initiative on the ballot this year to make abortion legal in the state again. You touted the fact that abortions have largely dried up in the state under your watch. Why didn't you talk more about that initiative to make passing constitutional amendments more difficult? Well, I, I think the thing that Senator Idle is making, I think just trying to get a little more news than anything, but I've actually handled IP reform uh, for many years when I was in the Senate. I probably know about as much about it as anybody does. Initiative I petition reform you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, on the petition reform. I mean, I've always been in favor of making it tougher and everything. You know, I don't think I'm the problem uh, with that. I, I think you got to get something to my desk uh, for me to sign. And look, this has been in the legislative branch. This has been down there for years now. And every year it gets stalled out by different people because of other, different other issues. So I think it's a little ingenuine of him to kind of say, well, 
I should have said something that's going to change things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyhow, it is what it is. Let me turn to the Chiefs and Royals. As you know, Jackson County residents are now <clears throat> going to vote in April on whether to extend this $0.38 cent sales tax to fund a downtown baseball stadium and improvements to Arrowhead. If that passes, are you then going to push for state a state funding package to help with our stadiums this session? Uh, on that, so it's a little bit unknown for us here. I think there's no doubt we want to keep two professional sports teams here in Missouri. I mean, that's a huge economic benefit. But even on the economic side of it, you know, people like going to sports venues, and it's a part of an entertainment life. So. Uh, I hope they get things worked out. I hope that I hope that gets passed. I do. I think uh, if you kind of look at it, we've always been doing that. We know. I mean, needless to say, the Chiefs have had such a record for 60 years uh, doing what they say they're going to do and bringing a quality product to, right. to the field right. every year. Are you so, suggesting, Governor, that getting a funding package passed for the stadiums this session is now somewhat in jeopardy? Oh, I think I think it'll be pretty tough. I, I, you're way down the road now, but I'm not saying it can't be done. Uh, but I'm saying a lot of things would have to fall into place pretty quick to get that done. Different topic, Governor. Any chance that you might consider pardoning Brian Dorsey, the inmate uh, here in Missouri, who's received so much support in recent weeks from prison staff suggesting that he should be pardoned from um, uh, the death penalty here? Nah, you know what, Steve? I've, I've been pretty good about letting the process work. And okay. I mean, I don't know that that really has an impact. Uh, whether they say, I, I haven't seen that material yet, but not not that it matters. You know, that probably is not going to change the what's going to happen. That was KCUR's Steve Kraske and Missouri Governor Mike Parson. You can hear their entire conversation from KCUR's Up to Date at KCUR.org. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast is produced by Byron Love and KCUR Studios and edited by Madeline Fox, Lisa Rodriguez, and Gabe Rosenberg. For more local news from Kansas City's NPR station, visit KCUR.org. If you like our show, be sure to leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon.